Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. Hi, my name's Kay. We will be reading from the Book of Signs by Dr. David Jeremiah. Yay! <laughs> I finally remembered it. We are going to continue our discussion on the Mark of the Beast. The Precursors to the Mark. The Apostle John didn't know how the false prophet could cause a mark to have such power to divide, to divide and conquer. He just knew he would. But I think we are in the 21st century have some idea of what can make it possible for the false prophet to effectively weaponize the mark of the beast technology. Living in the first century, John would likely have understood the mark to be like a tattoo or a brand on the skin. The possibility of using the microchip or other technologies we have today would have been an unfathomable mystery to him. But these technologies are advancing almost at mock speed. And there is little doubt that the technology for implementing the mark of the beast is either already here or a new one will arise to be fully developed and realized in the time of the tribulation. I'll say it again. I believe we are already in the last days and we know the rapture could come at any time. We also know that the mark of the beast will be fully employed in the middle of the seven-year tribulation period. Therefore, the extreme hardship caused by the mark could be only a mere three and a half years away from the time you are reading this book, making it a very real danger for much of the world's present population. As I write this, we have no idea exactly how technology might be employed to implement the coming mark of the beast. But present technology already indicates a couple of ways by which it could happen. The first is through microchips and sensors. The practice of implementing microchips in humans is growing because people are attracted to the benefits of ease and safety they provide. Microchips can be implanted invisibly under the skin. They can be read via short-range frequency identification, the RFID, signals to enable the wearer to buy goods in stores without using a plastic card or a cell phone. And actually, Amazon, you can go into their stores and just by walking up to a shelf, they have these grocery stores, say I took a gallon of milk and put it in the cart. They know who I am when I walk through the door and it's because of the chips and stuff in my phone. They pick all that up. It is literally hands-free. You walk in, you put that stuff in and you walk out the door. You don't even go through a cash register. Because it knows everything you're picking up. And what if I changed my mind? I want to put that milk back because somebody asked that question. When you put that back, it knows that too. And it takes it off your account. Now that is crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy to me. I'm like, what? Yikes. <laughs> wow. I know, right? But there is a downside. As Fox News reported, there are concerns about the wrong people accessing personal information and tracking you via the chips. And you know what? Come to think of it. A year ago, I walked into Verizon. I wanted to see this phone. Everybody was busy. I walked in. I looked at the phone. I picked it up, put it down, walked out to my car. As soon as I got in my car, 
my phone said, thank you for stopping by. Is there anything I can help you with? It knew I was in the store and I left. Isn't that insane? I mean, even though we don't give people the permission to do our information, it doesn't matter. They have it. It doesn't matter. But that's how fast and easy you can be tracked of where you were or just like... Or where we are right now. Yeah, where we are right now. Yeah, because my phone, if I were to turn it or whatever, it would tell me how far I am from home. Oh, I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. You get in the car. Yeah. And on Sunday, it'll tell me how long it's going to take me to get to church because it knows where I'm going because it has gotten into my habits and stuff right. like that. That's right. Or if I'm at the mall and then it'll say uh, 13 minutes till you get home. I mean, yeah. think about it, people. Oh, yeah. It's just, mm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, haha. That's what it says. Think about that. The wrong people. What people could be more wrong than the beast and its conspirators? Yet despite the seriousness and obvious downsides, more and more people are willingly acquiring and submitting to microchip implants to take advantage of their perceived convenience and benefits. Mm. Please Mm. be careful, people. Yeah. In January 2018, Amazon Amazon opened... Here I can't we go. believe that's in here. It is. Amazon opened a convenience store in Seattle testing new technology that could become common nationwide. It's based on a grab-and-go <laughs> concept with no cashiers, no shopping carts, no checkout lines. Using a combination of cell phone technology and in in-store scanners, shoppers' accounts are automatically debited electronically as they carry the goods out of the store. That blows my mind. I had no idea that was in here. Wow. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now, picture this. During the tribulation, store scanners reading data from shoppers implanted microchips as they attempt to buy food or other necessities. If they don't have the mark of approval, if they've refused to worship the Antichrist and to the system put into place by the false prophet they'll go without. Another possible precursor to the mark of the beast is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is completely virtual money, not issued or controlled by a centralized government. That's funny because I had to pay for something with Bitcoin. I've never heard of it. Yes, I had to get an account. This was like a couple weeks ago. And it's like the stock market and it kept going down. So I put $50 in there because that's how they wanted payment was Bitcoin. And so I was kind of stumbling through this, trying to figure all this out. And by the time, and then it had to be in the account for two weeks before I could pay for it. By the time the two weeks came around, it had dropped down to $35. It's only had $35 left that I could pay them. It's the craziest thing. I have to brush up on that because I don't understand it and I do need to understand it. Physical coins and currency are completely eliminated and all money is electronically tracked either by implanted chips or on the internet. Some believe Bitcoin could pave the way for the future mark of the beast. Don't worry, I don't have any chips or anything, but I didn't know this was in there either. How or if these particular technologies will be used to implement the mark would be mere speculation at this point in time. 
the false prophet might use either one of these technologies, a combination of both or some technology yet to be invented. Those who read this book years after its publication date may well experience technologies far more sophisticated than anything imaginable today. We won't know for certain how the Mark of the Beast will be incorporated until it's too late. That's what I'm afraid of. Like I said, I before we started, I told Kay that I had heard that there was a possibility when you go to the dentist, because there's going to be evil people everywhere working for Satan, that they would implant that chip in your gum just by care or if you had to get a cavity or something and you would never know it because i heard that too what will happen in the end the form and the nature of the mark will remain a mystery until it's actually implemented but there's no mystery about the future of those who accept the mark as long as the beast maintains control all be well with those who accept it but their time of prosperity will be short followed swiftly by the inevitable judgment of god If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives the mark on his forehead or his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. They have no rest day or night. Who worship the beast in his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Followers of Christ who refuse the mark will experience a complete inversion of the fate of those who receive it. While the beast maintains control, they will experience deadly persecution. But after that, John tells us, Has God come back at this point and taken his children? At this point, as far as you're talking about... So, like, the mark the, of the, the beast. Mark of the beast. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm asking, <clears throat> does the rapture take place, and then the mark, then yes. he does yes. everything, so... Yes. the rapture takes place. You want to go in the first, first time, right? That's right? Okay, all right. That's why you hear so many people say they want to be on the first train, or they want oh. to be on the first train. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be on the first plane up there, yeah, God, yeah. thanks. I want to see you coming yeah. down the on that first train white the horse. First plane. yeah. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. Yes, because then, yes, there's going to be the seven-year period. And then in, in the middle of that seven-year period is when... The this, mark of the beast and all of that right, comes out? The Antichrist and the false prophet, okay? Is okay. Going to, all right. And I saw thrones, and I, and I sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. they And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Christians who reject the mark will be acting on the admonition of Christ who said, And do not fear those who, who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You may believe you are safely exempted from this warning because Christ will take the church to heaven before the horrors of the tribulation begin. You may believe you are safely exempted. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the next line. 
You will never have to make the decision to refuse the mark and face the suffering that will follow. Yay. Okay. Uh-oh. That is quite true, but it does not exempt you from the possibility of facing persecution. Christians have suffered for their faith throughout history, and many around the world are suffering severely as you read these words. We live in a fallen world, which means the world creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. These birth pangs will get increasingly worse as we move towards the time when all comes crashing down in the tribulation period. Even today we must choose. Will we be marked as God's own in our hearts and in our actions? Or will we be marked as Satan's own? Will we stand for Christ, his son, no matter the personal cost? Will we endure any hardship or persecution for his sake? I will end this chapter by posing to you one final question, which you may find difficult to answer. If you were forced to choose between standing with God by rejecting the mark or taking it to ensure the immediate safety and the security of your family, which would you do? That's a hard question to answer. Because of the circumstances, you better hope you have the strength to reject it. We see the right answer so probably demonstrated in a story of three young Jewish men as related in the book of Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was six cubits and its width was six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded... O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery and symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Oh my gosh, how would you like to get thrown into a a furnace? For not worshiping a golden idol, huh? Yeah, set up by the king. After the image was unveiled, the people of Babylon were ordered to assemble before it. The musical call to worship was sounded, and immediately the entire population fell to their knees. That's it. All but three young men who stood tall and unbending among the carpet of worshipers surrounded them. These three men were Jews taken from Jerusalem, who were known by their Babylonian names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their refusal to worship the image infuriated King Nebuchadnezzar. Yet, he offered them a second chance. Warning if they refused to bow a second time, they would be cast alive into the superheated furnace of fire. Read the response of these three courageous men and see if you don't love them as I did when I first read their story. They became my models for courage and even now I pray that if I'm ever tested as they were, I will find within my heart the same kind of courage so eloquently expressed to the king in these fine words. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. (laughs) They won't even answer him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, he said, they go, oh. (laughs) Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. (laughs) We have no need to answer you in this matter. Wow. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor 
will we worship the golden image which you have set up? That is courage. But you know what is what happens when they got thrown into the furnace? That blows my mind. Can you even imagine being in that situation and then having company <laughs> come and assist you? <laughs> These three brave men were precursors to those in the coming tribulation period who refused the mark of the beast. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will refuse the safe, easy path and choose to stand for God rather than bow to evil. We often tend to make right choices much too complex when the outcome seems doubtful or anonymous. We want to hold off the decision while we weigh the factors, examine all the nuances, and consider all the outcomes. But in essence, almost all moral decisions are starkly simple. Either we stand for God or we fall for Satan. Whether the result will be inconvenient or painful or even fatal should never be a factor. The only decision to be made is whether you are on God's side, which means you will follow him regardless of the cost. The decision may require repression or loss of freedom. It may even mean death. But if we stand tall and true to God, while all others are taking the mark and bowing to the image, we can rely on his promise that we will ultimately reign with him. Amen. That's about the truth. Wow, wow. Okay, Miss Kay, we're going to end that there. And when we return next time, Armageddon. Armageddon. Exciting stuff here. Until next time. Hope this has been um, a blessing to you and hope that your week is blessed. And thank you for listening.